Hello and welcome to the Films and Swear Movie Podcast. The Foul Mouth Movie Podcast that records straight out of Fife, Scotland. I'm your host, Stuart Sutherland, and joining me across the room, Mikey C. Mikey C, you're making me do a fucking podcast with Mikey C. It's Magic Mike Christie. Wow. And that's my pesci. Yeah, I was more surprised at the fucking intro. I completely forgot about the intro because the last five weeks we've been It's there. just been Vincent Price and the fucking Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I have our old anthrax style, bringing out, wiping the stew off it. So yes, if you, if you hadn't guessed with that, that weird introduction for Magic Mike Christie, today we are doing Casino for episode 159 of the Films and Swear movie podcast, a film chosen specifically by... The nae Karen. Oh, I swear, Andy Walker. Who isn't here tonight? Clearly no Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 he's trolled us it. Fuck it, I'll choose a three-hour film and I'll no show up. I know. He wanted Rocky Five. Deep down, he wanted Rocky Five, eh? And I would not let him. Yes. Tune in to last week's episode, Get Out, and listen to the last 10 minutes where I have quite the, the heated reaction to uh, Rocky Five, where I more or less say, Rocky Five. For about five minutes until Andrew's like, all right, all right, fuck's sake, uh, casino. It's one of the films where the trailer is much better than the film. Aye. And that was a good trailer when you tagged me that on Facebook. It makes you want to watch Rocky Five, But you know what it's about, so... You, yeah. don't, <laughs> you don't. You don't want to watch it. But aye. I fucking should have died in the end. Fuck. Which one? Tommy Gunn or fucking Rocky? Oh. <laughs> should we just jump right into spoiler warning? Because that was, that was it. This, like, I'll mention it now. The fucking soundtrack to this film is superb. But it does seem to be a heavy mixture of Rolling Stones and, like, orchestra symphonies. Yeah. Depending on the direction it's going. It's like, all the Rolling Stones was just, I reckon, to cement, cement the fact that it was like it was in its 90s. Like, the setting of the film. Nah, the film was set in the 70s. Fucking aye, released in the nineties, dum dum, aye. Um, so I like that music was obviously there to highlight the times. Yeah. And then when shit was getting serious, you got this. Uh. But, um. So. It might not right be the tone for the the speech I'm about to do for our spoiler warning. So we're gonna hit us with Ace. <laughs> It's actually one of Nikki's speech speeches I'm going to be doing here. Um, remember the one where he's lost all his money and he's talking to the banker and he's like and that quite chubby bald guy with a moustache and he more or less chases him out of Ace's house. Oh, aye. Yo, this is the speech. I think, in all fairness, I should explain to you exactly what it is that we do. For instance, this music. It's your spoiler warning. See, tomorrow morning, we'll get up nice and early, take a walk over, and walk in and see, uh, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Casino before we do, we'll crack your fucking head wide open in front of everybody with spoilers. And just about the time we're coming out of jail, and hopefully you're coming out of your coma, well, guess what? I'll split your fucking head open again with spoilers, because we're fucking spoiling Casino. We don't give a fuck about spoilers. That's our business. That's what we do. 
Alright. Yes. I thought you were going to go with the opening bit. But we'll get to that anyway. Alright. So that was my creative spoiler warning for today. How long did that take you right up? I was like scrolling through the quotes on IMDb and just trying to find the right one. I thought that might work. Because there was maybe a couple bits taken out of that. But I about 10 minutes just sitting there going, hmm, yes. Replace this with the word spoiler. Yeah. Um, of course, this film is directed by the fucking Don himself, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. yeah usually the, the biggest figure and director of fucking, I was going to say uh, crime films, uh, full stop. Uh, gangster, pretty much. If you yes. want like a proper gangster for me, that's the way you call it. With the fucking storied history of fucking gang movies. And rightfully so, before we jump right ahead, because I've remembered, come January, it was actually going to be the start of a full on Martin Scorsese season. Yeah. Try saying that three times drunk. Um, so, yes, over the course of, I believe, maybe five, five episodes. Uh, much like our, our horror season, each episode will be tackling a decade of Scorsese's work. So, starting with our 70s, 80s, 90s, knots, and our most recent decades, the 10s. Yeah. So, yes, uh, fucking plenty to talk about. I mean, looking at his directing credits, if you include in music videos, short films, documentaries, I think IMDb listed them with... 60 directing credits. Uh, and is that including his one that he's currently doing now? I think so. I think they do have three, but you mean like The Irishman? Aye. Yes, that does include that one as well. Um, so, even though for a boy that just turned 75 last week, he, he's no fucking slow doing at all. Nah. So, come January, we will be going through each decade of his career. Uh, but today we will be just jumping right into one of the biggest ones out of the 90s, Casino. Mm. Starring Robert De Niro as Sam Ace Rothstein, Sharon Stone as Ginger McKenna, Joe Pesci as Nicky Santoro, James Woods as Lester Diamonds, Don Rickles as Billy Sherbet, Kevin Pollock as Philip Green, and of course the late great Frank Vincent as Frank Marino. Yeah. There's a few other faces in there. Uh, there's still a cast there. Oh, aye, definitely. Uh, Mike, go and tell us. Uh, what is the plot of Casino? Uh, it's about... Um, well, they're all pretty much connected to the mob. And it's, uh, there's a... A mob enforcer and a casino executive are going head-to-head. And basically just try to run, run Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of spirals out of control. Alright. Shouldn't have let Nicky come out to fucking Vegas. <laughs> See, you could say it's them, or you could say a woman got thrown in the mix and all went to hell. Aye. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Mike, I'm, I'm certain this isn't true, but is this your first time watching Casino? No, it's actually only my third Right. Third time seeing it. And that's probably my first time seeing it in about almost 10 years. Aye. So it was almost like watching it. Afresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I completely forgot that. Like, like my 
text you last night like fucking half ten. I forgot that James Wood has been in it. Ah, he is. It's also one of those films you get like half an hour into it and you just remember Ray Liotta isn't in this one. Because that's it. It's one of those films that I will often confuse with or blend together with Goodfellas. Yeah. Like I was expecting uh, Frank Vincent to fucking tell Pesci about his shine box and that scene never came up. Yeah. Especially because they're thick as thieves in this one. Aye. Aye. But and like yeah. this, like this as well. There's like striking similarities between uh, Pesci's performance, uh, Nicky, in this one, as to when he played Tommy and Goodfellas. Are both mm-hmm. pretty much the wild card there. Oh, he's fucking vicious in this. I've I've maybe seen this, maybe oh, I'd say about four or five times at most. Yeah. Um, but aye, it's maybe every. Two or three years, it comes up on my radar and I end up watching it. Yeah. I think before doing it for the podcast, last time I probably watched it, it was one of those, like, at the stage where Alex was maybe a couple of weeks old, so you're in that routine of uh, midnight feeds, or you'd be up all night with them, and you're just going through, I think it was like ITV4, uh. and I ended up watching The Last Hour of Casino. And just as it finishes, I thought, right, maybe I should shut my eyes for a few hours. And I was like, up next, Blazing Saddles. I was like, oh, I'm fucking staying up. <laughs> Sitting there with a newborn on the arm. I was like, right, let's watch this one. Look at Mungo. <laughs> but, aye. Oh, adverts, aye. It was filled with them. Um, so, aye, I, 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 uh, reaction. Do you like Casino? I think it's probably one of... I've, I've not seen every Scorsese film. Yeah. There's a few kind of big ones, biggish ones that I've still not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this falls into the category as one of his like, mostly underrated ones. Aye. If the thing is in the shadow of Goodfellas, that's that's one of the most fucking iconic gang films of all time. Yeah. But there's something in the book, fucking Casino, I just love... I reckon if it's the fact that it's just more fucking colourful, the fact that uh, it's got the lights of Vegas and all the fucking suits of the times and things uh, like that. Let's have a wee look at our cast and start talking. Who do you want to talk about first? I'll start with a wee Bob. Oh, aye. Um, so... Out of these folk, whilst it is like Robert De Niro, well, whilst it is Sam Ace Rothstein's movie, I think Nicky steals the film. Maybe just by the fact that majority of my notes is all about him. Ah. So he does a, a, a lot more, actually he does a lot more damage than uh, Sam does. Ah, but does, that that comes into that character. Sam is a different type. He's so like the brains of the operation. He and Nicky is the fucking, as you said, like an enforcer. Yeah. But um, I do love the one of the f- first big scenes for Sam is when they're teaching the hustlers a lesson, like the boys using Morse codes. Aye. And it's it's when 
the one boy, the the, the first guy oh, that they pull through. To come into the... The, the first they fucking zap him with the cattle ah the cattle prod and he just fucking falls and he's like oh this man's having a heart attack and they're all panicking and he's like now again actually one of the really clever things about this film which is different to other uh, Scorsese films is the the narration ah there's a and, lot of ah, there's a lot of narrating in the film eh? exactly each character like mostly it's, it's between Sam and Nicky I ah. think Maybe Frank gets a few lines towards the end, and maybe Ginger, but uh, just like having like Robert uh, Robert De Niro talking over these scenes, just talking about how how we can have like we need to um, teach a lesson to these folk, let them know that we we're not going to be messed with, Aye. and it's just a great shot when they're pulling that boy through, and you've got workers going about like a circular saw just waving in front of his face, and they put him down, they ask him about his. Ah, yeah. His dealing hands. Ah, that's when it feels like a left or a righty. And just battering it with a hammer. Ah. And new, I mean, if you look at it enough, it's probably it's just like a probably a rubber hand that's there. But the, the fact, if when you're if you're not expecting it, the fucking crunch of that hammer and the blood spurting across the table, ah. like, <coughs> like just a ah. wee bit of vomit coming out there. But and. The second cunt they put in, saying, right, you could either go home with no money or you go home with a fucking broken hand and everything you made. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll just leave. It's cool. Right. The, gla- the boy with the glasses looked familiar, but he probably just looks like some cunt. Aye, I, had a, I had a look because I thought he looked like uh, Garth from Wayne's World, but with the wacky blonde hair. Aye, aye. But I looked up, I didn't think it was him. He, um, he did have like the same sort of expressions. Uh, I, I quite liked that that scene as well, but um, it was when uh, uh, what's his name? Uh the plays the casino manager, Don Rickles. Yes. When he goes over, right, the thing is like he does look really fucking menacing. Aye, like he looked like he could he could play a mob boss. He's gotten like. I guess when people get to a certain age, like they could either either be one day playing a fucking a, a child's grandfather in a Christmas movie, and then the next it could be a fucking pet boss, uh, and I fucking Don Rickles is I think was he just like an American comedian, uh, maybe a comedic actor, but uh, put him in a serious film, he he could look like a menacing character. Uh, and it's just the fact that like he makes the guy. Look comfy, he says to the woman behind the towel, can send up a bottle of champagne that eh? just try to make him and the thing was like like, like the guy knew. The Aye. guy knew he'd been caught. He was hightail, he was like, as quick as possible, quick as possible. I've got a plane, I've got to go, I've got every excuse just to leave me alone and let me get out of here with my money. Uh, but I would yeah. say what I was surprised about Sam was apart from the cattle prod, Sam doesn't lift his hand in this one. Gets everybody else to do it for him. Yes, aye. Well, because that's it. It'd be in the, I'd imagine the case that, like, he's now in the position. He is sort of like the manager of the casino, but he doesn't run the casino. It, it, in the film, it's Kevin Pollock who's the aye. owner. Yeah. Uh, but De Niro's like your floor manager. He's aye. in charge of the whole running of the joint, isn't he? Yeah. 
So, I and I love like that. That's probably a lot of the reason why, like, for his his level and like the food chain, he doesn't need it. He's got enough fuck to do all the fucking the punch and battering with that. Did he part the guy with a hammer? No. No. Aye, he's got fuck to do that for him. Aye. And that was even before Nicky come out, because that was like your thing about uh, Nicky's introduction. Like he was sort of introduced as a guy that will fucking defend, like will Aye. be loyal as fuck uh, to the fo- like fuck like Sam. Aye. Dude, say like. Aye, with a pen. The pen. Say, oh, it's a nice pen. I don't want you to lose it. It's like, all right, fucking asshole. But don't you stick up your ass. And then just fucking let let wee Nicky off the lead. Uh, Pick up the pen, put off like a couple puncture wounds. Aye, that looked fucking grim that as well. Eh? And oh, it's, it's the whimpering on the floor. Uh, like, that man is a greeting mess on the floor by the end of it. I know. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. It just shows you how fucking vicious fucking Nicky is. Yeah. Like, no matter the fact that he's he's a fucking a, a, short, a short cunt, he's just fucking deadly like the how fucking like pet bull aggression uh, just fucking destroy cunts twice his size yeah and I mean like you kind of as the film rolls on and gets me towards like the end and, that, and it's just it's a downward spiral eh? like you kind of well I kind of feel sorry for fucking Sammy because he just wanted I think he just wanted to be legit Ah. He just wanted to run a casino and do it right. Uh, but his wife's a fucking junkie <clears throat> who keeps running back to her ex. Nikki's getting in hot water and they can't help but link Nikki with Sam. So Sam's getting put in hot water and he's just trying to stay clean. He's just, let's not bring up my gambling license. Let's just uh, keep it calm. Let's just go. But I like I, to be... I like to be uh, thing where he was talking to he was talking to the guy about saying that every now and again change your job role yes to like like floor manager to fucking food and beverage director to like like head of the housekeeping and all that and that's it because the, the whole thing behind that was just and that means his whatever gambling license they came across now out of date so I have to do another one so it's back to the bottom of the pile so it gets ignored again, and he can just continue what he's doing. Uh, and I do love the fact that he does eventually cry himself like, uh, in charge of like, food and beverage, and things like that. Whereas, in the second half of the film, when he does lose his licence, and he's calling fuck out in court, and he's he's uh, properly chewing out all the, like, the officials. Uh, I quite like that, I swear that bit. Because uh, what is it, it's like one boy, he's like, did you not... Did you not come to my hotel and get comped? And this, that, next, and you seen like all those scenes where him and some fucking tall blonde going into hotel rooms and and fucking Sam's just airing all the dirty laundry and the guy's like that dinner. He's like, at least give me that much. Aye, you you were in the building. I was in the building, and the guy was just like, oh, he just looked like a schmuck. Um, and it's just like right, <clears throat> and it's like you, you must have liked that we outburst in front of the cameras because they eventually led him to doing like what was it the, the Sam Rothstein show yeah and the fucking woman didn't like and with your host Sam Ace Rothstein fucking sports handicap legend and they just like had this one tone and 
it was that set. He just like where I'm sitting there doing like all that, and he was just interviewing all these folk, and all like the mob bosses were hating him for it because like you're you're supposed to be the cunt that's lying low, and this is as like this is as, as I was gonna say, as far out as he gets. Like as you're saying, like acting, like doing stupid shit. Yeah. This is as far as he really gets as doing something stupid. Like, like rather than lying low, I'll just host my own TV show within my casino and do all that shit. And it's just that shot of all the like the bosses going, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's fucking juggling. And that guy's playing the violin. He's like, uh, "What the." fuck is this like just like the the shame like the fact that this guy had this much respect and now he's juggling on telly I like the when he was running like when he was giving the rundown of the whole program like how the casino works mm. and it's it was uh, I quite liked the, the camera style of it as they were talking about like who's watching who and, and the camera's kind of like fucking darting across aye. from face to face aye and it is it's like I love like they do that because they they do like a, a like a clear explanation of what's going on and it, it's like you're getting to peek behind the curtain of casinos and things yeah. like that. Like people t- kind of when I was looking at like reviews for like the one star reviews, folk were talking about it having like a documentary style to it. And like yes, that that's sort of what you get out uh, of a documentary, or that's what you'd expect from a documentary. Some explanation of uh, it's not just. Uh, fucking Sam Rothstein is the boss of all the dealers. Like it's this whole chain of commands. Uh, so the uh, the scene where uh, he's fucking raging at the guy for like having like the 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 shit uh, slot machines that are way at the back. Aye. And uh, and the guy's like, oh, "I'm sorry, Sam." And he's like, "Sam, who's Sam?" He goes, "I'm Mister Rothstein." Remember, like, remember that. Aye. And he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Aye. That that was like that fucking tall cowboy. Like, Aye. was he Texan maybe? Aye. And Aye. like. He eventually gets him in the fucking hot water. That's it. It just comes down to who the fuck you know. And the cunt that was getting on the shit would look like a, a Sam Elliott type character. Aye. But, like, that was my nephew. If you could, like, get him his job back, maybe, alright, maybe put him down the chain. But Sam's that fucking set in his way. He's like, nope. He's either in on it or he's fucking stupid. Either way, I Aye. don't want him working here. And it's just... It's enough to get him in fucking trouble. Aye. And I love fucking Sam's wee office. Like how he's sitting there, he's got his like his wedding pictures in the background. He's got like a yes no like sign where it's like yes and small then no in big red letters. And he can uh, what that's gotta do is pass, but he's sitting in his blue suits and whenever some cunts to see him in his office, his fucking trousers are hanging in the cupboards. Uh, he's walking about in his boxers to make sure he doesn't get any creases in his trousers. Uh, and the guy's got an image to hold up, eh? You can't uh, be seen with fucking <laughs> creased trousers. No, no. Um, speaking of the wedding photos, let's transition into talking about Ginger. Aye. Uh, also, her introduction was... Um, She's basically hustling. Aye, fucking pocketing chips with, with some poor smuck. And when she fucking... And she's like, fuck it. Throws aye, all the throws. chips. Like a big fucking expensive scramble. Just... That's it, just throwing them in the air. And for some reason, that was like, what should have been a red flag for Sam. Was He's like, taking why, but I fucking want to marry that woman. Like, mm. oh, if she's just chucking chips in the casino, I, 
that's that's a no, Sam. But um, I'll admit, like Ginger is stunning in this. Like, well, I guess Sharon Stone is stunning in this film. It, I would say the first half of the film. Uh, um, she's almost like a mirror image of like Margot Robbie, like really early on. Uh, the scenes where Sam and Ginger, like he's introducing her to Nikki, and Nikki's like fucking like, he's just really fucking blown uh, away by how fucking stunning Ginger is. And I was like, when she has like that long blonde hair, and I think in what fucking age Sharon Stone was back then, but she really did come across as, uh, like, as I said, like Margot Robbie, like. Depicted in, like, say, Wolf of Wall Street, like, sort of like that tall, elegant, blonde woman. And then that fucking car crash in the second half of the film. Uh, where, okay, now she just looks like Sharon Stone now. Yeah. Um, is there any memorable scenes with her that you want to start off with? Um, see, that's that, like, like, what I'm saying, like, well, in fact, well, I'm not saying, but what, what my notes is. Ginger comes across as like a like a, like a very unlikable mm-hmm. like character. Yeah. Like she's clearly using Sam for his money, mm. and the thing is, like, he eventually does know it, but can just not soon die, enough. Aye, but he, but then he just kind of like, at the end it's like I just I just want her there, mm. and um, like it's a fucking, I think it's like a really good performance. Eh? Like, I've not seen a lot of like, like Sharon Stone films. Nah, me either. Uh, apart from like Tori from maybe, but um, like I thought it was a really good role. And like she never, she got nominated for Best Actress at the Academy Awards, but she never got it. Right. But she got the Golden Globe for it. All right. But um, it's just it's the I think one of the best scenes in the with her is when. She, I suppose Sam throws her out in the middle of the night. Oh, where it is. Is that where he's dragging her through the house? Aye. Aye, like, that is a fucking amazing scene. And it's a fucking, like, a really, like, emotionally driven scene. Where, like, Sam is fucking livid. Like, he's just wanting this to work. Aye. But he's, it's like, he's been pushed. Like, this is it. I've fucking had enough. And just grabs... By their fucking hair, uh, drags her throwing her shoes, throwing her coats, uh, and just one her fucking gone. And then she like drives away, and uh, and then like a few years later, it's him like watching telly in his bed, mm. and, uh, and then the thing is like like he locked that door, so did he go back and unlock it? Because she just happens to walk right back in. Walk in. Aye. And he's kind like like we said in the narration and that he's like Ken, I just I just kind of really wanted her there. Right? Like I didn't didn't care that she was only wanting me for my money and stuff. Eh? Mm-hmm. But um, but she uh, she does come across as as pathetic by that point where uh, she is she's just crawling like because she went out on like a high note saying fuck you I'll never just go see me again go do this do that go take the girl and like that is a huge thing for Sam. He doesn't want his daughter involved in any part of her life, like uh, the shady parts of her life, uh, like the, the sleazy ex-boyfriend, the drugs, the drink, the abuse. Like as you said, he plays it straight. He wants to play it straight in his casino, and he's obviously wanting to raise his daughter uh, in the best 
environment as well without having a fucking car crash of a mother. Uh. And he's like, right, she's fucking mine. And, and that is like, that's the fucking the nerve for both of them. Like, she, uh. Ginger's like, no, she's fucking mine. And uh. he just. And the thing is, like, like, like when he's kicking her out and I, all she wants is her money. Right. And, uh, and all that fucking jewellery and... Aye. Uh, and then it's when it's towards the end of the film where he's like sleeping and she just fucking comes along and like crashes into the car that's in the garage. Aye. And, uh, and then he stops again in the house and the police get phoned but then she somehow gets into the bedroom and she's got the drawer with the, cause she's, with the key. She's the only one that can get that money out of the bank. Aye. Regardless and... if he's there or not. And I like that scene right like when they were doing it in the first place and it's like the bank manager like you must really like your wife. Like, uh, what do you mean? He's like no one would ever like a lot of guys wouldn't trust like their wives with all this fucking money. Like you must really trust her. He's like yeah of course why not. He's like cut to two hours later uh, and no. he's like no you don't let her in that fucking bank. And it is, it's just fucking money, money, like... And it's the, it's the like, because like the portal, like, there's nothing we can do. He's like, she's fucking speeding. Aye. He's like, there's nothing that we can do. Well, we're not in a car, we're talking to you. What can we do? And <laughs> obviously fucking, like, drugs pretty much ends her, eh? Oh, aye. Because that's it, like, when the narrator explained how she fucking ended. And that's it, she's went for, like... Working the casino floors to fucking be married to like the head of one of the biggest casinos, and then she, the way she ends, she's been passed around a biker gang. Uh, so she's just hitting low upon low, and they're all spending her money. Uh, so it is, it's a fucking bitter end for her when she just gives some like a, a fucked up concoction of drugs and just drops uh, there in a fucking hotel lobby. Yeah. Aye, and is that in your fucking like your soundtrack to? I can't remember what that fucking song is uh, that's playing. Uh, is that the is that the House of the Rising Sun that's playing? That pretty much shows you like when they're getting rid of everybody at the end. Yeah, aye. Because that's it. Uh, for some for some reason, Scorsese knows what he's doing because that that feels like actually a really powerful track to just be playing over aye. the background as as we get to see. The ugly end for all these characters. Yeah. Um, but a big link into Ginger's story is well, we can't talk about Ginger without talking about Lester Diamond. Yeah. And I mean, James Woods is fuck pair a wee character that is completely forgotten. Aye. Like whilst obviously, as we said, Casino is a, a one of the more underappreciated Scorsese films. And um, James Wood isn't on any of the cover, uh, like artwork, posters, things like that. It's like sort of a surprise when you see him, yeah. and he plays such a like a despicable character. Yeah, but it's amazing how he's got his claws that deep into Ginger, like he can more or less like just wind her in whenever he yeah. wants. And she'll come running with fucking thousands and thousands of dollars to hand it over in little brown envelopes to him. Yeah. I mean, one of the great scenes, like, where he is kind of first, um, I don't know if it's his introduction or when he's first reintroduced, is on, like, the wedding day. 
when it's like the the celebrating they're they're doing the cake cutting scene, and he's narrating it, and he's I can't remember the whole speech, but he more or less he says something like I'm inside you, and he's just talking about I'm there, I'm that memory you remember me, I'm inside you, and cuts the ginger on the phone more or less just saying I can't see you again. This is it. I've got a new life now, and it's like she was asking for a uh, Lester's blessing. Ah. Uh. Where it's like, it shouldn't matter. Like, because, what was it? He was like an ex-pimp. Aye. So, does that mean, like, was he just pimping her out? Like, was this what it was back in the day? That they maybe had a relationship, but he was also abusing her. Aye. Uh, selling her for, for drugs for them. But, he does play a fucking great sniveling character. Aye. Aye, like, he kind of comes across as like a, well, not so much a hard man, but like you could like handle yourself with any proper like shits of bed. Like the, proper... the scene when uh, Sam walks into the diner yes. when she's meeting up with him to give him the money. Mm-hmm. And, and he, also this is the first uh, Sam meeting Lester. Aye. And, uh, and he's like, he's sitting there in that fucking slick fucking white jacket and that way to be fucking tash. Aye. And uh, as, as when he realizes, like it's already too late. His guys are already in the diner. They're watching the exits, and then Sam comes in. He's like, "I'm, I'm fucked." Uh, and the fucking big Sam is just like, "Like, you're taking her money here. Take my money too. Why don't you?" And he just like, "Take it and like, fuck off, you weasel!" Like he just gave him like, "Right, here's your money. Fuck off out of our life." And he just like he just walks out. He just aye, leave, leave, leaves his money and fucking Ginger's money. Aye, and he can't even look at like he can't look him in the eye. He's like that fucking aye. intimidated because Sam's like zeroed in. He's there. He's fucking telling him. He's like, like, I was gonna pull a fucking meet the parents reference there. Like he's the fucking Fockers dude, and that's Ben Stiller who's like on aye. the fucking table getting the fucking lie detector test. He doesn't want to be there at all. But scares the shit out of him, uh, and fucking sends him on his way. And then is that? I reckon if this was the first time, is that that scene's fucking finished by him getting his head kicked in outside? Aye, in the car. Aye, because like, they're in a diner, which is like, outside of a, like a motel or something. Aye. and fucking Ginger's distraught. She's screaming for him. She's that feels that bad for him. Aye. But he's just a sleazy pimp. We was wanting money off her. Yeah. And she just can't see it. And it's when... Like, uh, uh, Sam seems to be happy with Ginger spending money willy-nilly. Uh, but when it goes over 25k, he's like, what the fuck are you spending 25k on? Where's that going? And when she finds it, like, she's giving him money, he's like, well, he's bought suits and a watch. Like, suits? What kind of suits are you spending 25,000 on? It takes me fucking days to get a, a decent tailored suit. What's that? That boy doesn't care what a decent suit is. And saying the same shit about the watch. And he doesn't know what a fucking good watch is. And, well, that's it. They're all just fucking spending it on Ching. Aye. Uh. Like, the fucking most disgusting scene is when it's, it's, it's do, uh, some years doing the line and the fucking relationship between Sam and Ginger is ruined. And they've got... Is the daughter cried, Amy? Aye. Aye. She seems to be about eight, nine years old. 
and they're sitting in a fucking hotel and gingers with a mirror cutting lines like this is bad don't do what mummy's doing (laughs) it's like what a fuck parenting 101 right there yeah and I thought I I thought it was quite funny when Amy was like winding Lester's ticket aye and what's one of the threats he like she's gonna be in a body bag in Bolivia aye like Jesus Christ he fucking hates that kid yeah but that kid is like like a golden goose or something. He knows he could get money uh, at some point. Like he could probably just blackmail fucking Sam for more cash to get his daughter back. Yeah. But I love like um, Sam uses his power with the mob to fucking find where Lester is and find that phone number, phone number, and they're thinking, "Oh, I've bought an hour. We're gonna do this." And Ginger's freaking out. It's like, no, no, that, he knows where we are. If he's phoned it, there's probably people on the way here. And next thing you know, there's a fucking, a private jet showing up to take you and your daughter home. Uh. Like, again, the, all the fucking money that Sam has, but that's it. The amount of time Sam tries to mend that relationship between them. Uh. He's like, right, I'll just fly you home. We'll start over again. Everything will be cool. You fucked off with money and jewellery again. You fucking tied the daughter to the bed. Aye. And, like, that's one of the more, like, again, one of the most more pathetic things Aye. that comes out of Ginger's character. Constantly lies as well. It's like when she lies, when she goes to dinner with Nick's wife, and, I, and he's, he's, like, he's like, I want you to phone her, and I want you to ask what she had for dinner. Aye. And, I, and she, like, dials the number, and it rings once, she hands up and says, that, like, there's no answer. Aye. So then he goes to the phone and she immediately fucking hangs the phone up. And uh, and then and then obviously it just it gets worse and uh, she ends up fucking sleeping with Nick. Aye. I think it's probably time we start talking about Nick. Because another fucking major character in this film and who I've got the majority of my fucking notes about. Yeah. We've already spoke about the nice pen but. Uh, one of the scenes early on I did love was when he was getting his wife to smuggle diamonds for him. Oh, and the hair. Aye. And because I love it, like, he already had heat, so wherever he was going, bags were getting searched. I love that like, his wife was going uh, mental. He said, like, I fucking folded all those clothes. Go and have some respect when you go like rifling through my fucking aye, suitcase. And then, he, then he says to the guy, "It's like I, it's like try to be married to." Aye, that's it. Just a wee fucking. I think that's bad. Um, I love that bit, and it's just when they get home and they're fucking shaking out the hair, and it's like I think that's it all. It's like you think that's it all? Fucking grabs and starts shaking her head, and me a fucking diamond falls. Like, oh, is that it? Is that everything? Did you forget about that? It's like, yeah. yeah. Then she really fucking slaps her, eh? Slaps her in the face. Just like, aye. And she just kind of like laughs it off, but it's like, that's probably what she has to put up with. Aye. Um, What about some some of the keys? Um, (coughs) It's when, um, it's a wee bit further in when he, when Nick eventually gets banned for Vegas. And uh, and he can't, he can't show up to the casino at all and that, but then he's trying to, Talk to Sam. He's like, "Can what if I want to build a restaurant in the casino?" He's like, "Can I show up?" And then he's like, "No." He's like, "It's fucking." He's like, "You can't even get in the parking lot without getting shot." Mm-hmm. 
Like I said, it was when the Samsung went, it's like, ah, it's like, that's crew fucking, like, started shooting up a policeman's house. Aye, aye. Um, and that was a fucking, I, that was like a brilliant way scene because before that, because that was like a, re- a retaliation shooting. Aye. Because there's two cops and he kills a cunt with what the. A hero sandwich? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a gun. Aye, he, he was walking in his car. He was a reflection after tinfoil. Mouthing off at the cops with his fucking sub wrapped in tinfoil. And he's like, he's got a gun! He's like, that's a fucking hero sandwich! That's no gun! Like, holy shit! And they're all fucking freaking out. And they must say the word, like, hero sandwich about three times. Like, I kind of want a fucking hero sandwich. Aye, What's a they, fucking hero sandwich? They basically fucking... The frame it, the well, the frame the put the gun down. Aye, take away the sandwich, share it between them on the drive home, <laughs> eating evidence. Um, um, one of the fact, one of the scenes that I did like was when the guy that was sitting at the table with his feet up, with his shoes off, the white socks boy, <laughs> and uh, who's it that fucking walks over? Don Rickles walks over to him. Aye, and uh, and he's like he's like I'm kind of, I'm I'm having a bad day and I'll fuck off and all that and and then Ace goes over and he fucking cries him a faggot. Aye, and then it's and he gives him the advice like he, take him out and you fucking open that door with his head. Aye, and then and then obviously it turns out it's a, it's a pile of nickies. And then Nicky's on the phone to him and he's like, hold on, he's like, you called him a faggot. Aye, he's my friend, and he, it's the way he bars fuck over the head with that fucking payphone. Aye, like. Whether it's fucking white socks, and then later on when it's fucking Don Rickles, he fucking pulls the fucking phone off uh, the wall and chucks it at him, <laughs> and he's deed on the floor. Like one hit, he went doing fucking fetal possession. But aye, just when Nicky loses, like when Nicky fucking gets raging, so uh, battering him more the head with the fucking phone. When um, as well, one of the most talked about scenes in the film is when they bring in the Irish guy. And, uh, and they've beaten him and tortured him for like two or three days and he's no fucking spawn and they've got his head in that vice aye and, uh, and like Tommy uh, Nick is like Ken, I really don't know what to do this just give me a name aye and, uh, and then he's like he's trying to say something he goes close to him and he just tells him to fuck off and he just starts cranking the fucking vice aye and then like and just that, split uh, second the eye just kind of pops on him and then he eventually tells the name, and like, Aye. and then Nicky's like raging the fact Aye. that he's went through all this just for that guy. Ah, he's like, for whoever that guy Charlie is. Charlie M, you made me pop your fucking eye out for Charlie M. Mhm. And then he gets Frank to cut his throat. Aye, like a bit fucking time, because he was like, like your head's in a fucking vice. Like, I all like even before seeing this film, I knew that was like the one of the most notable scenes of this film. Aye. I'm not sure if it's uh I think if it was like a like how you channel for you to do the top fifty moments in horror movies. Uh, there's always for some reason I remember seeing a clip uh, that clip from Casino before seeing the film. Uh, and purely for the fact that it's just like the most cringe worthy moment of the film. Uh, that's it. Like the thought of some cunt's head in a vice uh, and they're just fucking wheeling it in. Uh, one of the one of the fucking nice scenes with Nicky that actually had to be chuckle at is when they're playing golf. 
and the, the fucking, fucking the jet, the, the, fucking the, the helicopter runs out of fuel and it drops down the golf course. That gave me a fucking flashback at what, like Harrison Ford probably had to go through it. Did he know crash land on a golf course? Oh, aye. A few years ago. But aye. And you just had two agents fucking running for the hills. And did Nicky, you know, say, right, 100 aye. bucks to see if we could the fucking... Aye, fucking hit the, hit the, hit the chopper. Aye. Because that's it, you had Ace sitting, like, with the two boys with the licensing board, trying to, aye. like, get things all nice and smooth. Because obviously there's... this is when they had, like, all the private investigators taking photos. Aye. They then, they then brought in... Uh, like lip readers so then when you seen Frank and Nicky walking out and they were the hands or the moves the whole time talking and stuff and aye and that's it I love I do I really love like when when like what felt like paranoia and say like Goodfellas aye when uh, Ray Liotta's looking for aye, fucking helicopters aye. over top and you're getting all that in this and you've got like all these fucking like there's like a parked motorhome with photographers in it. Yeah, they're not photographers, but it's like agents following them. Then there's people in the motel, and it's it's when uh, Nikki and Ginger, after she got introduced to the pink veal, like in that fucking uh, that wee office he had, and they're coming outside, and he's getting a wee kiss in the cheek, and it's just the sounds of like a thousand cameras clicking, going. This is amazing. Like, just wait till this gets back. Fucking, there's nothing more than the fucking, what mob bosses hate more is when you're screwing another guy's wife. Like, like you, when they find out about this, he is fucked. Aye. Uh, let's see. Because that, that, was, that was actually my next note. When Nikki and Ginger consoling over how Sam has changed. Aye. Uh, uh, she is promptly introduced to the pink veal and... What about after it when you get the that it's a quick a clip a quick clip much like the head popping another uh, cringe whatever you seen is that fucking sweaty sex scene oh, where yeah. you just had the fucking Nicky plowing her from behind and he looks like a fucking wax worker at Madame Two Swords that's been left out in the sun <laughs> <laughs> like his tongue's trying to get in her lugs and it's just a quick few pumps and it just cuts to them putting the clays on after it. Aye. Um, other than the the fucking downward spiral of the relationships, is there other Nicky scenes? Nah, but I've, I've got a question though. Who was more psychotic, Nicky or Tommy? If you remember, good fellas as much. I reckon like I remember Tommy like more Tommy. All I remember him is him the the scene with him and Spider. Oh, we really made some like, dance. You think I'm funny? You think I'm a clown? Aye. Like, all that shit. That is the only time I could really remember. That when, that's... Where he fucking shoots some. Aye, shoots him in the foot. Aye. But then, a few a few days later, Spider takes a piss at him and he just fucking unloads Aye, and like, him. Bob De Niro and the other guy's like, oh, fucking Spider's got balls. And Aye. Tommy's like, nah, nah. And then, obviously, fucking, when he gets Frank, after Frank pulls out the shine box... Aye, but no, nah, I need to watch Goodfellas again. Like that's it. Hopefully, maybe in like the Aye. the the I was gonna say the the De Niro season, the Scorsese season. Like maybe people will want to hear us talk about Goodfellas. Aye. Um, but aye, at the moment it's it's fucking Nicky Santoro. He's 
one scary motherfucker. Like the way they say mother is like mother. Uh. Like M U D D A. But it's, it's just when he's raging, like you fucker, you. Like I still like to think that's the same cunt that's eventually gonna rob a uh, fucking Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Imagine if it was Nicky Santoro showing up at your house, Kevin. Uh, a tin of paint's not going to stop him. Uh, Fucking leave fact, micro uh, machines out on the lobby one floor. Of the, I think what a, what a good... <clears throat> well, in fact, it's not really a good thing you're like foreshadowing, but it's at the start when Nicky fucking stabs the guy with a pen. Yes. And uh, it's uh, Sam's narration about... And if, uh, if you're going to get involved with, with Nicky in a fist fight, he'll bring a fucking a bat. If, if, if you bring a bat, he'll bring a knife. If you bring a knife, he'll bring a gun. And, if, and then if, if, you, if you bring a gun, then you better make sure you kill him. Aye. Keep coming. Exactly. And one moment, like, when Sam has to actually come across Nicky, like, when he found Amy tied to her bed, and he's fucking livid, and he's driving to the fucking restaurant where... Ginger's hiding out and Nicky stops him when he goes in and says, where the fuck is she? Where the fuck is he? And he's like, you calm it down. Like, she's under a lot of stress. Like, stress? She's tying my fucking kid up. And he's like, calm it down and fucking Ace is spooked because, like, he gets to look for Nicky and he just remembers Nicky is is fucking psycho. So, he, like, he kind of gives him the fear and he's just like, uh. just kind of just walk past him because, like, I'm not going to fucking get into a fist fight with him. Uh, this cunt's probably got half a dozen pens in his pocket. <laughs> Who knows what he can do? He could just lace up like Wolverine and just... Uh, but no, no. Um, but I do love it when he eventually turns on Ginger. When she's like, oh, you have to get him fucking killed. You need him. Uh, what? You need somebody to do this. And Joe Pesci is like one of those great fucking showers. Like, he's at his best when he's livid. When he's fucking showering at somebody. And he's like... I've known him for 35 years. You think I'm going to whack him for you? Like, you're just some fucking bitch. You're nothing. And she's, that's when she's losing it because no matter what fucking dick she's going to suck, like, it's not going to get her any further up the ladder. She's losing it. Uh, like, she's trouble. And it's after she fucks off. What is this she date him? Does she, like, fucking hit him with... What does she hit Nicky with? Um, I reckon... Because I mind her fucking hitting at him and he, does he know drag her out through her outside and he's sitting there wind at him and Frank and uh, he's like, that fucking bitch. That fucking bitch. Uh, like, she's fucking trouble. And because they're wind it and they made a good comment about that later on because Nicky was getting sloppy. Like, doing all the drink. What about that fucking shot of him doing blow where it's just a line of coke and then it cuts to a scene where it's inside the fucking straw and it looks aye, like they're blowing vacuum. up. Aye, a vacuum. Like like a snowblower almost. Aye. Like, who fucking thinks of that? And that's when, uh, that was a good wee bit of narration by Sam where he's like, it's when he punches a guy in it and he's like, he's like, that's when he can tell that Nick's on the fucking gear. Aye. And he's struggling. I'm doing. And because uh, he's like, uh, he's like, normally it only takes him like one punch to like fucking floor a guy. Aye. He's like, I've seen him throw three before knocking the boy down. Aye. And now it's like he fucking staggers over and he's hanging off the car. And one of his other boys is sitting daft to fucking lay into him two or three times as well before knocking him down. And somebody takes the piss at him and he's like, fuck off. 
But I, as I said, they were getting too comfy with like that Vegas lifestyle of drink, drugs, and they were just making them sloppy. Uh. No, I think I've covered the majority of my notes. The only thing I really got left here is more or less about the ending. The ending. Uh. Aye. Right, so let's go through it. Mob bosses get killed off left, right, Aye. and centre. Ginger dies in the hotel lobby. Mm. Nicky, fucking Nicky and his brother Dominic. Ah, they get that is a fucking grim. That is the grimmest. Like I, I think I found that like harder to watch than the vice scene. Yes, aye. Because the fact, the fact that the fact that like like Nicky's having to watch it. Aye, and it's Frank that does it as well. I know. Like they were a close. Like, that was it. They were... It was a threesome. It was him, his brother, and Frank, like, from the beginning. Uh. And Frank was always... Like, he was, like, the communicator between them and the bosses. Uh. And they always kept saying to him, like, fucking... Nicky's getting a lot... Drawing a lot of heat, Frank. What is going on? And he would always try and calm it down. He's like, would you... Do you know about this? the fucking heads in the desert? It's like, yeah, I've heard about it. He was like, what's that about? You need to fucking get, get him to calm it down. But just when they pull it like those... Uh, Metal baseball bats. Aye, the, the soon they make. Because uh, that's how you fucking batters Nicky in the back of the legs to begin with. Aye. And he's just hanging there and they just... They, they just fucking... And then what I find is a wee bit overkill is uh, when like, Nicky's like, can like, like, name you like, enough and, uh, and fucking... They then turn on Nicky and that uh, and they're fucking absolute pelter him then all of a sudden it cuts to fucking Frank and he's holding two <laughs> he fucking swings it aye he's still fucking taking shots I'm like and then the fact that he just buried them like while they're still alive eh? aye and that must have been like a puppet aye like, it was like an animatronic exactly just lying there because he was breathing and then just to chuck the sand in his face and then his mouth and he's still just uh, going <laughs> it's like oh, it's that's nightmare material uh, but it's just and I'm not even joking about like Joe Pesci and his tighty whiteys being dragged to a fucking open grave. Uh, but just to see how fucking purple their bodies were with the bruises yeah. and welts. Um, but aye. It's such a hor- horrible way. Like the fact that he gets to watch his brother being battered to death in front of him. And he's he's no like, he's not in the fucking pit bull now. He's crying on the ground. He's like, uh, well, he's still, just please, he's hardly breathing. And he's greeting in on the ground. And then they just fucking brain his brother. Uh, and then it's their turn to just start laying into him. And it's it's no young guys. It's, old, it's like uh, all these old fucking mob bosses, like all these cunts in their track uh, suits and, uh, and thick silver like hair. It's when they're hitting them that and fucking it cuts to the scene where Nicky like turning air with his hand and his fist is just absolutely pouring the blood in. Aye. Uh, oh, it's fucking horrid. Aye, it is. It's, 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 it's grim, but it's also fucking... Amazing at the same time, yeah. just and then the, the talk about the the mob boss that fucking hightailed it to was it Costa Rica aye. to like get out of the way, everything and then they found them. Aye, because he was the boy from the very beginning. I used aye. to with a suitcase that would aye. skim the money in the safe, and that was it. Was him running as Frank that was after him, wasn't it? Nah, it no, was, uh, two other boys, other guy in like the fucking tracky suit with like the dark the shades, shooting him in the back of the heads. Aye, aye. That was just like nobody was escaping it, but fucking Ace, aye, comes out with roses. Like 
even though he was get got copping a lot of it, the fact that he was playing it straight all along paid off for him in the end. Fuck! By the end of it, he looked like Martin Scorsese, like with those big fucking sunglasses and. Uh, well, um, there was a one thing I wrote my notes about. What I didn't understand it is when he turns the ignition in the car, you know, the, when the car bursts at the flames. Aye. When he climbs out and then the car explodes, right? It's daytime. But yeah. when he gets gurneyed in at the hospital, it's, it's fucking black. nighttime. Aye, how long did he lie in the fucking in the fucking parking lot for? Aye. Uh, I find that a wee bit funny myself. Because it is, it just like cuts from daytime to fucking nighttime. It's like, they just, is it that bad in Vegas to fucking call an ambulance three hours later it shows uh. up? But, well, that, that was it, that famous opening of him going in the car. Turn ignition and boom. Uh, and then you got like that really cinematic like, it, it was like music. Fucking uh, Scorsese's equivalent of a James Bond opening scene where it's just this man falling through fire and fire mixed with the Vegas night lights. But aye, the way he explained it was that there's like a metal plate under his seat uh, or the passenger seat that the fucking. Because obviously that was the mob killing him off as well. Uh, but wanted it to be a wee bit more. <laughs> fucking part of the pun more explosive than beating you to death in a fucking cornfield uh, let's just fucking blow him up outside his fucking hotel but aye yes he's like the cunt that lived to tell the tale and I was looking up like obviously a lot of this stuff is based off a lot of it's based on like true events aye and there's a book and this one is just straight called uh, Casino by Nick I get uh, Pelle Leggy or, or I, I'm, I'm butchering Italian names but it was something like that because he seemed to have written another book which was like the basis of uh, Goodfellas but it was based on a book called Wise Guys uh, by the same author so I'm, I would actually be interested just to if, like, if it's on Audible I would probably check out the Casino book just to see maybe how close it is or to see if you get more of an in-depth uh, thing about how he used to do running of a casino and maybe what they would do to the cunts that they caught cheating. That was one thing I did love about it. Like, when he knew about the system trying to find cheaters, he used to hire all the ex-cons and put uh, them in the fucking ceiling with binoculars to watch. Yeah. I thought it was a brilliant wee touch. You want to go trivia? Any uh, notes? One interesting one of the film is that the, the costume budget for this film was $1 million. This for... All the Sam suits. Aye, Robert De Niro had 70 suits and they were allowed to keep them all. <sighs> and, uh, so somewhere in Bob De Niro's suits, there was like, like seven days of fucking Sam Rothstein. Aye, all those fucking f- fancy housecoats. What was Aye. that, a fucking nice salmon pink one? Um, James Woods pretty much slapped his cell out to work with Martin Scorsese. Uh, apparently... James Woods heard from like, his agent that that he wanted James Woods in his next film. So apparently he, he personally phoned Martin Scorsese and just says, anywhere, anytime, any fee. Pretty much. Slightly sell it. To play a pimp. Well, that was it. Like, I guess, for a chance to work with fucking Martin Scorsese, I'd imagine. A lot of folk would chew off their left arm. Yeah, because I, I, at first I thought, because I, I, I was thinking, I was like, but no, he's worked with him before, but 
I keep forgetting that Scorsese didn't direct Once Upon a Time in America. All oh, right. That was uh, Sergio Leone. Ah, yeah. yeah. And that was like a fucking four-hour film as well. Uh, this was the third Scorsese film that had De Niro, Joe Pesci and Frank Vincent and the other two was Raging Bull and Goodfellas. Aye, all right. I actually forgot he was in Raging Bull because I've only, I've only ever seen Raging Bull once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've only seen it maybe twice. I did have it like on a, a DVD many years ago. Alright, uh, budget and box office. Now, according to the sources on the internet, they couldn't decide on the budget for Casino. It is between 40 and $50 million. Yeah. So, as you said, a couple million of that goes right into Bob De Niro's wardrobe. Now, do you think it made its money back? I'm guessing probably not. It did all right. Domestically, $42 million. So yeah. if the budget was 40 it just scraped in. Uh, in the foreign market, 73 So altogether, $160 million worldwide. Isn't it giant? 7 and 40 at 110. 42 and 73 And then it's... 42.5, 73.6, so it kind of adds another one. Oh, right, right. $116 million worldwide. So, as you said, I, I, I've not got notes to compare it with. I, um, I've not got notes to compare it with, like, Goodfellas. Like, on how much that maybe would have made. Uh, but, uh, you want some Amazon once in our reviews? I'm assuming that's... Is there legit ones or is there? Well, there was some, but I went for the other kind. Um, out of 309 reviews, there is uh, 25 one-star reviews. Our first one, a boring film by John. John's review consists of four words, extremely violent and unpleasant. Extremely violent and unpleasant. He, he sums that up as boring. That wasn't boring. <laughs> uh, one star by Happy Harry Ho. Happy Harry Ho. Uh-huh. Capital letters, H-O. Uh, bought two copies of this for the UV code. Both copies were invalid. Buyer Bill Waiter. So why did you buy two copies in the first place? Did you buy one and it didn't work and then you bought another one? Not too sure, but I feel like you bought two at the same time and both codes were fucked. And our last one, a wee review for Keith. One star. It didn't work, so I binned it. These cunts didn't understand what a return policy is. You could get a replacement Keith. You didn't need to put it in the bin. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just thought life's too short for fucking <laughs> replacement DVDs. Like, right. Okay, I'm going to try Casino. I know it's about three hours. Go Doesn't work right. I'll just, I'll no bother. I'll keep those three hours and put them somewhere else. Chuck that in the bin. 
And then it's like, ah, fuck it, I'll tell the world. I'll go on Amazon. Didn't work, so I binned it. That was our one-star reviews. What is next for the Films and Swear and Movie Podcast? Episode 160. It's going to be an archive episode. Uh, this will be the first episode pulled from our patron feed. Uh, is a review of Alien Covenant from me and Mike um, from six months ago. Uh. So, and it, it's entirely re- relevant now. Uh, Alien Covenant is widely available on DVD and Blu-ray. But don't worry, we're not just taking a fucking week off and giving you an episode from the archive. Episode 161 will be Mike's choice uh, for our lead-up to the the Christmas end-of-the-year special. And we settled this one uh, off-air prior to recording. And I'll double-check. We haven't had a message from Andrew, so by default... We're going, well, you gave us the choice. We had Seven and we had Alien. And purely for the fact that I have an Alien box set in the house, I'm going with Alien. Yeah, I've got both. I've got Alien and Seven, so mm-hmm. I could have punted it there. Aye. So that's it. Uh, next week, you'll be teased. let's be honest, so we chose Alien because we didn't want to talk about Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Aye. Aye. God damn you, Kev. We've got some, com- like, that's got to be some talking points at the end of this year. Oh, aye. Um, so, yes. Next two episodes you'll hear from us will be chock full of aliens. Um, our website, obviously it's too late now to tell you all, like, do, do your fucking Black Friday shopping through our Amazon link. We've missed it. Or, wait, it might be, well, this will probably come out on, like, on Sunday. So if you're listening to a new... Got Mooly Monday. F- Mooly Monday? And we all know what the next day is. I'm not going to be talking about Beep Tuesday. Yeah. I'm, if you've seen Zach and Mary, you know what we're on about. But, um... Aye. Um, if, if you are listening to this... On Sunday, come Monday, it will be Cyber Monday. If the Black Friday sales isn't enough, you could do your Amazon shopping through Films and Swearing. Go to our web address, and on the right-hand side of the page will be a line of text that says, here's a link to our Amazon shopping account. Click it. Because the fucking banner was stupid, so I've gotten rid of it. So there's a line of text Uh. clearly saying, this is our Amazon link. Click it. Do your shopping as normal. You will not be charged any extra, but we will get a small percentage of the takings. So just another. I keep forgetting to do it when I do shop my numbers, and it's so fucking bad. Aye, I need to. I, I, I just need to drum it into folks' heads. So yeah. that's it. This is your weekly reminder. Um, if you want to support us other ways, go to patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. Sign up pledge, uh, anything as little as like a pound, we'll give you full access to our Patreon page, where you can get over 15 hours of additional podcasts, um, gain access to extended episodes, exclusive episodes, that address again, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash f-a-s podcast. Other than that, that is us. We've come to the end of our casino episode. 
Let's get up our fucking end of the show music. And shout out to Stu, Kenny, Carol and all the listeners for tuning in. Let us fill your lugs, but it is now that time of the night for us to pull out. And if we learn one thing from today, Mike, it would be... Bob De Niro just wants somebody to trust. Ain't that fucking the thing. Fuck off and tune in next week. She's like such a sad note to finish the ah, episode on. Yeah, it's such a fucking Aye. morbid fucking. Mm-hmm. We'll just go back to the Mikey C. You made me do a fucking podcast with Mikey C. <sighs> there we go. Let's end it. <laughs>